Diamond Day to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media. We are Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network, going live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Find the links to our show on our Twitter timeline and on our Instagram story. Also, hit us up on TikTok as Titan Training Camp uh, footage and highlights will be really active on TikTok uh, later on this week. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out you guys with Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or simply at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, plus Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That's better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a health plan for you, fbhp.com slash atoz so zach before we do dive in uh to this Traylon burks report from diana rossini that i truly believe is a crucial report and i i want to i want to dive into why i think it is a crucial report but did want to give an opportunity for you and i to kind of talk about the passing of mark howard yesterday past sunday morning in his home longtime sports media personality in nashville spent 20 years with News Channel 5 from 86 to 2006, and then spent 16 years on the wake-up zone with 104.5 The Zone from 2004 to just a couple of years ago in 2020. Uh, so, Zach, I'll let you kind of start with the passing at age 65 uh, of Mark Howard, who also did a lot of things pre- and post-game for the Preds, pre- and post-game for the Titans as well, but a big-time voice of Nashville sports media. Yeah, it's very sad to hear, and um, you know that news is is never easy. And you know, Mark Howard, when I heard that news yesterday, uh, honestly, it made me think of my dad because you know, driving to to work or to school. I mean, you listen to one hundred four five The Zone, you hear you know the Titans' you know, reaction after Sunday's game, and Mark Howard with the Wake Up Zone was an integral part of that. And you know, Mark Howard, I always I always felt for Mark. You know, in sports talk radio, especially that era of sports talk radio, and in Nashville, like in New York and the big cities, it's easy to have the hot take guy. But Mark Mark really pushed the limits on a lot of things and kind of created that type of radio within a Nashville market. And that's not easy to do, right? The, mm-hmm. you know, it's evolved into what sports talk has become. Obviously, we've built this digital platform. But Mark was uh, a big part of Nashville sports over several, several years and making, you know, Nashville into the sports city that it is continuing to strive to become. It's a very young sports city. Right. But he was a pillar of that to, to start for all those years. So sad to hear about his passing. Yeah, for sure. And like, I didn't listen to him much in my adult life because I'm working mornings. And at one time we were a competitor to Mark Howard in the wake up zone for, for quite a f- several years, for sure. But uh, I immediately went back. You mentioned you thought of your dad. I, I thought of uh, middle school and freshman year of high school carpools with my friends down the street, whose dad would drive us uh, to middle school or high school before we could drive listening to the wake up zone with Mark, Kevin and Frank Wycheck. Uh, and and going through those and laughing about all the different hot takes and the zingers that they would go back and forth uh, even before I could drive. And then I thought of Titans Talkback and the amount of ridiculous takes from callers that would call in after a Titans win or a loss where Mark would just very simply put them in their place in a very entertaining fashion. So 
again, uh, I do want to pass on the condolences uh, to Mark Howard's family, his friends. Um, and I, I tweeted this out yesterday. I never had a personal interaction with Mark Howard, not once. But I, I again, I listened to him and was around him for years in cars on the way to school, on the way to whatever, uh, listening to Wake Up Zone and Mark Howard. And of course, going home from Titans games to and from Preds games on TV. So he was a big, a big part of Nashville sports history. And I, and I do think you cannot talk about the professional sports in Nashville and the story of their growth without him in that story. So did want to pass that along. Ryan says he was a legend, grew up watching him on channel five. Uh, and so a lot of, uh, a lot of good stories going around social media of Mark and the type of guy he was, but I never, I never had an interaction with him, uh, but felt like I, I knew him for a long time. So I uh, did want to take a few minutes this morning uh, uh, to, to talk about Mark Howard's passing. So Zach on to our topic for the day. And that is Traylon Burks. Cause we talked a lot last week about Sam Pittman at SEC media days, talking to three HL on one Oh four, five, the zone that Sam Pittman did not know that uh, he had ad that Traylon Burks had asthma uh, and did not say he had that issue with, uh, with asthma at Arkansas. And also said that Burks showed up out of shape uh, his sophomore year now, Diana Rossini from ESPN goes on the Athletics Football Show podcast with a big-time update on Traylon Burks. Everything I've heard since then has been awesome. I've heard he's in shape. I've heard he's lost weight. I've heard there's been so much growth already. And this is an organization that doesn't like to share. I don't want to say it doesn't like to share positive stuff, but they're not quick to to go there. And the stuff I've been getting from some people, some, some low level people too, as well. Like they've heard that, Oh, he's working out tons. He dropped the weight. He's good to go. So I think heading into camp, this is a really good first step considering I thought that was going to be an absolute disaster. An absolute disaster because that's what uh, May and June were an absolute disaster for Traylon Burks and how he began his Titans career. You know, Diana Rossini says an excellent first step in that. Well, his first step was backwards uh, because of the first impression he gave us uh, in rookie minicamp. But Zach, I'll let you uh, react to what you heard there from Diana. Well, it's a very positive report from a reporter that, I mean, historically has good sources here in, in Tennessee for a national reporter, right? Uh, she's broken stories uh, here on the, on the Tennessee Titans from her relationship. So, you know, I, her words do hold weight in my opinion, in my mind, and I think we all said that, or at least I said that when they, I mean, he had seven weeks. You had seven weeks to do exactly what Diana just said. And you hope when he shows up this week, you can kind of see that, right? Because Austin, you saw with your own two eyes what that wasn't. And that disastrous start of this guy not being able to finish a drill. And what did, you know, what did we try to do? And we, as the, the public and the media, you sit there and say, well, let's diagnose this problem. Does Is he just out of shape? Has he done this? What does his history show us? Oh, well, maybe he has a medical condition. Is that medical condition asthma? We'll ask his former head coach. He doesn't know what asthma is. Didn't hear about that. <laughs> I don't know what that is. And so now, but then you had, you had Titans wide receiver coach come out and say, well, he does have asthma. Yeah, Mike Vrabel skirting the and and I love how Diana said exactly what we feel each and every day, which is the Titans don't give you much. You got to really work hard to infiltrate 
what they do within that facility. And look, we've been able to break stories on A to Z Sports multiple times. There's other outlets that have been able to do this. This is a big story heading into camp, and it all stems from the shakeup this offseason. It's the pressure on Ryan Tannehill. It's the pressure on Derrick Henry to come back and be the back that he was prior to that foot injury in Indianapolis last year. And then the big one, it's A.J. Brown. It's the trade that shook up a lot of the NFL and a lot of the draft that the Titans had to use, you know, the 18th overall pick to select a wide receiver out of Arkansas named mm-hmm. Traylon Burks to come in and quote unquote, save some of the day. I don't know if he'll save all of the day, but that has to give optimism for Titans fans to hear this with all the question marks and all the shows that we've done over the weeks this summer about Traylon Burks and his conditioning or lack thereof. Yeah, no, I, I called it a crucial update from Diana Rossini in the title of the show because I truly do think it's crucial because the Titans offense without Traylon Burks being ready to go, without Traylon Burks being ready to make a significant impact on the outside and be a playmaker to help score points, the Titans offense is missing a massive punch to their weaponry around Ryan Tannehill. And so much of this season is all about Ryan Tannehill, and can he overcome what he did on January 22nd, right? And so you've got to be able to have Traylon Burks make plays for you. And my whole thing is, was Traylon Burks within striking distance of being ready to be in shape uh, when he left the facility in late June? I We had no idea. It was almost like a, well, Jesus take the wheel situation and see what happens with Traylon Burks and what he can do on six or seven weeks on his own. And look, the the Diana report is important and who it's coming from is important because I wouldn't trust the majority of national media members with sources from the Titans. I do trust Diana and I think that's important. So we'll play the audio again. Uh, Zach, you have something to add? Well, no, I was just going to add. I also think that the way the report was said, right? This was not an ESPN stand-up reporting that Traylon Burks is going to be ready this week in Titans training camp. I mean, there is, that's the good thing about podcasts. That's why we do what we do is, you know, you, the, the enthusiasm in her voice, I think brings even more weight and excitement to Titans fans looking for Traylon Burks to be that next big wide receiver. For the franchise, I mean, it sounds like he is like ready to go, that there should be zero setbacks. I mean, obviously, barring injury and tweaks, I mean, that happens in training camp. We've seen that all the time. But I'm talking about conditioning. For the same problem to not be repeated, Mm -hmm. Diana's voice tells me that that won't be an issue. Right. So, all right, here's a big question uh, for Titans fans, for whoever following the Titans, for Titans media. What does Traylon Burks need to do to gain your trust before the Titans season? What does Traylon Burks need to do to gain your trust before the season starts? But real quick, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, and that happens, and it's unfortunate, but it happens, you get hurt doing things, make sure you know where to turn to, to trust that you can get back 
to health and recovery. They've got over a dozen doctors there at the Bone and Joint Institute in Franklin that specialize in any type of joint injury you could possibly think of or have. Maybe it's not even a joint injury. It could also be a a tendon, a muscle issue. They can help get you back. They also have state-of-the-art rehab facility right there on campus as well as clinics across Williamson County and Brentwood, Nolensville, and Thompson Station for your convenience at boneandjointtn.org. Izzy Sports, we are powered by BetMGM. They are the king of the sports book, and you should download the app today. New users use the promo code ATOZ200 for a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game. Wins you $200 when either team hits a home run. I wonder if the guy in San Francisco that yelled right before Aaron Judge hit a bomb saying, you're striking out, and then boom, bomb. <laughs> well, if you would have had ATOZ 200 on that game, you would have won $200 with a $10 money line wager. Bet MGM, that was a great video if nobody ever saw that. Uh, Giants fan had to eat some crow in the form of Judge's home runs. Hey, a Judge home run can win you $200 with promo code ATOZ 200. Use that promo code. Download the app today. All right, so asking the question to you guys, what does Traylon Burks need to do to gain your trust before the Titans season? I'm going to send Zach to the chat to see what you guys have to say, but here is uh, Diana Rossini one more time on Traylon Burks from the Athletics Football Show podcast. Everything I've heard since then has been awesome. I've heard he's in shape. I've heard he's lost weight. I've heard there's been so much growth already. And this is an organization that doesn't like to share, I don't want to say it doesn't like to share positive stuff, but they're not quick to, to go there. And the stuff I've been getting from some people, some, some low-level people too as well, like they've heard that, oh, he's working out tons, he dropped the weight, he's good to go. So I think heading into camp, this is a really good first step considering I thought that was going to be an absolute disaster. An absolute disaster it was. But uh, so the question is, what does Trillin Burks have to do to gain your trust before the season? We're talking about before week one. So over training camp in the regular season, uh, Zach, uh, what do you think uh, from the chat? What are they saying? Well, Eric starts out just says finish a full practice. So if he completes a full tra- practice, he's the trust is earned back in Eric's mind. Arthur, though, is on, he can't. I mean, that, that, those are some heavy words is that he cannot do anything before the season. And maybe Arthur's being truthful. Maybe it's going to take the season for Traylon Burks to earn Arthur's trust back, who's a Titans fan right there on Facebook. Jonathan says build chemistry with Ryan Tannehill and learn the playbook, get through practices from Anthony, stay on the practiceville from NAB 454, uh, make the team from Eric right there. Well, look, I, I mean – Des Fitzpatrick wasn't able to do that, but he also wasn't a first-round pick like Traylon Burks. I don't think you have to worry about that, Eric. Finish practice from Yuri. Be available from Mega Man. Consistency and good vibes. Good vibes only there coming in from Omar with Tannehill during training camp is all Omar needs to see, ready to go. Every offensive play, NFL shape. So that there you go. I like that. The the NFL shape kind of sums well, up let's, let's, uh, Omar, no wide receiver plays every offensive play. So, like, let's be realistic here with what he's going to do. Well, no, no, no. He said ready to go. He didn't say play. He said ready to go. So, I, I'm side with Omar. Ready to yeah. go means different than playing. So, I like I like that comment. Okay. I, I'm not. It's not on the love factor it's right not, now. It's not like 
But ready to go How is different. The league works though. Ready to go is different. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Has a motor and pride right there from Tim. That's a good uh, answer. Needs to go full week of not missing, leaving practice availability from G Man, be at practice every day. Our girl Nika says, have a great camp, get plenty of reps with Tannehill, and that's gonna build some camaraderie. And and look, they've got to get on the same page, right? Catch balls outside of the dome from Kedrick. <laughs> that's pretty funny because that was that was really the only big play we saw in minicamp and OTAs was uh, yeah. in the bubble, and that was put out by the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Steven's asking for some ink on uh, getting a tighten-up tattoo. Finish a practice, work hard overall, be on the field from Titans. Kyle just needs to see progress and step forward from Damon. A lot of good uh, comments, including Sean saying show reliability. Austin, what do you need to see from Traylon Burks yeah. this training camp? for him to earn back the trust that was lost this spring. Yeah, and Dave says show up and just work. And I think Sean's reliability word is really important too. But I also want to see some confidence and attitude. Like, wh what is Traylon Burks' competitive spirit? Because I, I didn't get to see any of that. Like, you know, normally you see, especially at wide receiver and DB, chirping. You see got confident players going at each other verbally and then lining up against one another on an island and going at it on the field. I never saw Traylon Burks have an opportunity to do that because he wasn't available and wasn't reliably out there. And so I want to see him first clear the hurdles of whatever health and conditioning that he struggled with, but go out there and have a little dog in you. Where's the, where's that competitive spirit at? Because I think we all know this from watching the NFL over several years that wide receivers have to be a little bit different mentally. There was a time where Titans wide receivers were too bland, too meek. And then AJ Brown came along and it fired him up. Robert Woods, I think has some of that fire. I'm, I want to see uh, what he practices like when he's more fully healthy, but what does Traylon Burke's competitive spirit look like? That's what I want to see. If I see him out there, like kind of with a, with a hop in his step and a, some energy, and some confidence going after people, then that's then now I'll see. Okay, this guy's back and he's going to be okay. So Corey says alpha male mentality, and here's where I disagree with that. I believe, as I've learned in my life, some people aren't like that. So you cannot create that in people. You can try, but it if it's not in you, it ain't in you. And there's no so. It doesn't mean that you can't be successful, but you have to learn how to utilize your personality. I don't think Traylon Burks is the alpha dog that is A.J. Brown. And so you can't ask the same of him. It doesn't mean you can't ask the same results. Like, I don't care how it gets done. I don't care if you're, you know, you, you come off as wimpy and quiet as long as you get the job done. Or you come out, uh, you know, loud and firing as long as you get the job done. The problem comes when you cannot do the job. And then I don't care what your personality is, right? You, you've you shown that you can't do it. For Burks, he's kind of started behind the eight ball that he hasn't been able to do it. Now, the good thing is he just started. He, he There's a, lo a lot of meat left on this bone. There's a lot of opportunity. I want to see big plays. And big plays in the sense of, 
I want to know that Traylon Burks can catch big-time passes over corners in practice, in joint practices against the Bucks, in joint practices against the Cardinals. I want to see and know and feel com- comfortable and confident that at the start of the season, that one of the reasons why the Titans drafted Traylon Burks was because of his big playability. He showed that at Arkansas. He made some big-time plays and some big-time catches over SEC corners for big yards. I'm talking 40-plus reception yards, right? I mean, in one one foul swoop. I want to see some of that because if I see that, then that makes me feel more comfortable that it can transition and translate to the NFL, and that means he can help the team. And he's, again, quiet, loud, I don't care. But I have to see that. Well, and Scott says, uh, you know, just because you're quiet don't mean you're wh- whimsy uh, or wimpy. McNair was quiet, but far from that. And But yeah, when you well, don't do your job, it makes it even worse. So that is true. So, well, Scott, right, you can it, say that. But if you are quiet and you're you're coy and you, you, you're shy and you don't do your job, then people get on you even more. Right, because no, a lot no of abrasive guys are are not going to well, take it. They're going to do whatever be, in their power to you try. Can't, like you can't be loud and suck either, right? Like if you're going to talk it, you got to be able to walk it. And I mean, there've been plenty of people in the NFL that have been loud and tried well, to. Yes, but I mean, there's but they've been playing on the field. Like I'm not like available. I'm not talking about training camp practice. If you're going to walk around with some confidence, you got to be able to go out there and and body up some guys and play strong and aggressive. And we didn't have an opportunity to see that because he was on the bike for most of all. See, and that's, but that's the point. You have to be confident in the way that you are focused to work. The, the, like, and this is why I say the big plays. Traylon Burks is not going to be a stellar route runner. He's not going to be able to just get off of the block and get off of guys with ease like he did in the SEC. It's just not going to happen. He's a rookie. He's coming into a whole new league. I don't expect that. But I do expect, and this is what A.J. Brown did very, very well in the league. He was, and he is confident and cocky and all that stuff, but he was very awesome. Don't you agree? A.J. Brown was very focused on working, on getting better, on not concentrating on the mistake he just made, but fixing it so he doesn't make it again for the next play. And his actions and vocally, I I felt that and heard that from A.J. Brown. I need that same type of vibe. You don't have to tell me about it, but you got to be about it. Yes, but I also don't want everybody to compare him and his personality to A.J. Brown. If you want to compare, hold on. If you want to compare his production and his ability to A.J. Brown, then fine. Do that from a football standpoint. But he, he is not A.J. Brown. Well, that's what I just said. You no, don't have I, to talk about it, but you got to be about it. Right. And I, again, I'm just not talking like directly to you. I'm just saying this out in the ether because people are going to uh, compare him to A.J. Brown all day long throughout his entire career because of what happened in the timeline of the trade. But he's got to be his own self. I just want to see confidence. I just want to see that he has confidence in his ability to make plays in training camp practices and in preseason game. That's all I want to see. see and then I'll have some trust back. This is how I think Traylon Burks is very different from A.J. Brown. I'm not expecting Traylon Burks to take a slant route 90 yards. 
I expected that from A.J. Brown towards the end of his Titans career. I expect, you know, if A.J. Brown got 45 yards, maybe 30 of that was with his legs. I'm okay with Traylon Burks going up and getting 45 yards with Tannehill's arm with yeah, through the again, air. If, if you look at what they did at Arkansas, there was really two ways they used Burks. It was the deep ball, uh, like you're talking about, or the quick bubble uh, screen to get him on the sideline and get him in space because he's got the yak ability too, right? Like, that's and that's, all, that, but that's very difficult in the NFL. <laughs> Those yeah. bubble screens do not work like they did. Now, no, they don't, which is why that the Titans are going to have to figure out how to use him, how to get him in space. I expect A.J. Brown, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I expect Burks to be able to get yak, to be able to take an in-cutting crossing route and run away from people because that's what he showed on tape in the SEC, just like that's what A.J. showed on tape in the SEC. I just don't expect it like A.J., so that's why. Well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying like A.J. Like they're, Again, like that's what I'm talking about. Like, But that was trying, A.J.'s best characteristic. Was his, his, he got the ball and he could run away from guys? I don't want this. Faster, strong. I don't want every Traylon Burks conversation to be uh, putting him up against AJ Brown every well, time. Like well, we can well, have a well, Traylon Burks conversation without you, bud. Sorry. All right. Well, we can. There we will can, be a point where that does stop, but yes. it ain't going to be tomorrow. Okay. And I'm not saying it's tomorrow. I'm just saying like we need to stop because we can help be a part of this. Stop with no, the AJ Brown. I won't. I won't help. I know I won't you stop. won't because you're obsessed with AJ Brown's jock. I, we all know that. <laughs> well, I don't think that they should have traded him. Well, so you can say what wanted... you want, Austin. No, you okay. can you you're... can get in this. God, it, dude. You can do that. You can say your little whiny thing all you want, like you, you've done over the last several months. But the fact of the matter is, is that the expectations are extremely high because of A.J. Brown, not because of Traylon Burks. Nobody's so, so it's not about anything that. else. Nobody's disagreeing with that. But again, the obsession with A.J. Brown at some point needs to stop and we need to move on from it well, that's you my move, point look it, it, you we cannot move on from it until we get some results we cannot move on from it until you move on from no it. <laughs> until we get some results okay all right so let's talk about results on the field uh for Traylon Burks because I went and ran the numbers stats from the last four wide receiver rookie of the year winners establish what Traylon Burks would have to accomplish to get rookie of the year. And then we'll ask you guys a question about Traylon Burks chances because the betting odds at BetMGM for Traylon Burks are pretty high. And so we'll talk about that in a second, but first Zach, tell everybody about Farm Bureau health plans. Yeah. FBHP.com is where you need to go to get your new health plan. I got my new health plan at the beginning of this past year and it has saved me money. It has helped me. It has given me better coverage than I had previously. And I'm really glad that I, I did that going into this sponsorship and partnership, we kind of rolled the dice. We were like, well, look, I, I'm willing to change my, my health plan. Let's see what it is. And then we'll talk about it. Well, I literally got better coverage. I got better rates and I got better service. They, they signed a deal with A to Z sports, not knowing that, but they knew it. I just didn't know it. And that's the best part because they are, we're going to talk about, it, they don't speak about it. They be about it. That's what Farm Bureau Health Plans has been. They've been about better coverage, that which I have. They've been about better rates, saving 20% per month than my previous plan. And they've been about better service. 200-plus locations across the state of Tennessee. FBHP.com slash ATOZ. Don't forget, download the BetMGM app. And if you do that today, 
Use our code ATOZ200. That's ATOZ200. You place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game today, and you're going to win 200 bucks when a single home run is hit in that game, regardless uh, of who hits it or what team they're on or what your money line bet did. Right, so you could lose your money line bet and a home runs hit, boom, two hundred bucks in the, in your account for you to play with moving forward. So that's with code ATOZ two hundred when you download the app and put a ten dollar money line wager down on any major league baseball game today, two hundred bucks in your account uh, when a single home run is hit. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Twenty one or older, this is the only new customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued with knowledge level for bets. credit for bets. Surprise seven days for problem game support. Call Tennessee Redline eight hundred eight eight nine ninety seven eighty nine. Live here on a Monday, talking about Traylon Burks again. And so we're gonna go through. I'm gonna ask uh, a question in a second. What percentage chance does Traylon Burks have of winning NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year? But before we can answer that question, we have to understand what it takes historically for a wide receiver to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. All right, before you get to that, I do want to bring up this comment because I do think that this comment has a lot to do with the outcome of possibly the question. And Jameson says, the thing is, the media has the ability to either help his confidence or obstruct his confidence in himself. He, Jamison notes that Austin is right. Consistently comparing him to AJ only keeps that devil on his shoulders. Well, Jamison, nobody gives a damn that we're going to criticize him the way that we are criticizing. If you or if anybody is mentally weak and they start blaming other people, that is their problem, not anybody else's problem. If you go cry, and I'm not saying talking to you, Jameson, I'm talking just in general about your comment. If you get butt hurt because of what a guy says on Twitter and starts crying, that's on you. That's not on anybody else. So you can be mentally strong or you can be mentally weak. Jameson, we ain't stopping. I ain't stopping anytime soon because we got to figure out what the right decision was. Was it to get rid of A.J. Brown? Was it to draft Traylon Burks? And you know what, Austin? The answer may be the Titans made the right decision. Philadelphia got a stellar all-pro wide receiver that was great, and Traylon Burks wins Offensive Rookie of the Year and becomes a great wide receiver. I don't know. The probability of that happening is not very good, but we haven't figured it out. And the Titans were the number one seed in the AFC. So the pressure is even more on this franchise, but I don't think that you can blame the media about his confidence. Confidence will be key though this year. If he has the ability to be in the running to win offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. And so I want to clarify my comment about moving forward off of the AJ comparisons is not to protect Traylon Burke's psyche. It's to move off the conversation, to move the conversation forward for my sanity. <laughs> so, but also well, again, uh, sorry. <laughs> hey, get your get your straight jacket together. <laughs> Cause you're gonna be wearing uh, it all season. Yeah. And uh all right. I, I get it. Well, let's let's get to my my numbers here, right? Because I don't want to I don't want to talk about the trade anymore. I feel like I've for said today. my piece about the trade. Anymore today, whatever. It's going to happen again. I'm not uh, that dense. All right, so, Zach, there's been four wide receivers to win Offensive Rookie of the Year since 2000. Four, that's it. Jamar wow. Chase was number four this past year. Isn't that crazy? 
So Jamar Chase, then before that, Odell in 2014, big year. Then before that, Percy Harvin in 2009 and Anquan Bolden in 2003. Those are the four wide receivers to win Offensive Rookie of the Year since 2000. It has historically been a running back award in the, 2000, the 90s, the 2000s, and then switched to a quarterback award over the last decade after quarterbacks stopped sitting out their rookie year, right? So here is what Anquan Bolden did in 2003. 101 catches. 1,377 yards and eight touchdowns. 16 what, games. 16 games. Here's what Percy Harvin did in 2009. 60 catches, 790 yards, six touchdowns, but he also had 1,156 return yards and two return touchdowns. Odell Beckham Jr. in 2014. 91 catches, 1,305 yards, 12 touchdowns. Jamar Chase this past year, 81 catches, 1,455 yards, and 13 touchdowns. So if you put those all on a calculator, the average wide receiver rookie of the year, the last four, 83 catches, 1,230 yards, 10 touchdowns. Does that include the 17 games? Did you add the game for Jamar uh, I Chase? Didn't, I did not. But. So that's wrong math. That and I because I was thinking about that as you were saying the numbers. That and I figured again, it, it, it's not necessarily your I fault. Mean, it's easy to slip, but it does impact what the average is. So because I was thinking the average is right now probably well, how about this? Jamar Chase had one catch for like 10 yards in week 17. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter, but it's because it's the average, but it's 13 it's probably 1350 right so I, I think that's that because of that 17th game back in 16 games a really good wide receiver you you had to have a special teams attribute like you mentioned Percy Harvard or you just got to be a stellar wide receiver and so I think it's 1350 here's the other question who are the quarterbacks so I know Joe Burrow right so the other three and I was trying to think of this because Anquan Bolden started his career at Baltimore, correct? No, Arizona. Arizona. It was back. Okay. He went to Baltimore second. Um, who would have been? It's Kurt Warner, right? 2003, he was still with the Rams. So who was his quarterback? Pulling it up. Oh, wow. Do, 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 do. I'm trying to think. It's some really bad names. Jeff Blake and Josh McCown. Josh McCown was was kind of who I would have guessed. Wow. Okay. Who is Percy Harvin's quarterback? Yeah, I was pulling that up too. Christian uh, Ponder? No, he was later. It could have been Brett Favre, maybe. That also came into my mind. He had um, a re really good year with Favre. Yeah, Brett Favre, 2009. Brett Favre backed up by Tavares Jackson. And who Odell, was the, Eli. Odell was Eli. So, look, I think that proves that, I mean, at least Bolden proved that, but it's tough. You got to have a good quarterback, you know? Uh, I think Tannehill is, I'll say this. I think Tannehill is good enough 
to do that with Burks, right? Like, I mean, you have to have some sort of bar. Tannehill is not a great quarterback, but I think he's good enough to throw 1,350 yards to Traylon Burks. The touchdowns are also big, right? And then the last thing, Austin, I think the, the big statistic is who is your competition, right? That really, when you're a wide receiver and you're trying to go for offensive rookie of the year, it's about who your competition is. Yeah, for sure. And in 2003, uh, that was the Carson Palmer draft. In 2009, that was the Matt Stafford draft. 2014 was Taylor Lewan's draft and also the Johnny Manziel draft where there was a lot of offensive tackles happening. And then who was uh, this past year? Uh, I'm blanking on who the first oh Trevor Lawrence had a terrible year, right? And Zach Wilson, the Jets were terrible. Yeah, so interception and Justin Fields, you know, didn't do Mac much. Jones, Mac, Mac Jones, Mac Jones was in the running, but he he didn't finish. Yep. Mac Jones. Well, and we, well, the thing we, he had, a, he had Chase, a rookie ceiling, but Jamar Chase had a ridiculous year. Jamar Chase had 1,400 yards and 13 touchdowns. Right, but you don't get the benefit, right, if a quarterback plays even a little bit better. You know, Trevor Lawrence, any number one overall pick is going to... Well, so, so you want to know the competition this year? Because I, I threw out that. So, tr- basically, the last four wide receivers have averaged 1,200, 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns in a season, right? The odds for rookie of the year at BetMGM, Kenny Pickett, plus 500 quarterback. Drake London plus 700, Traylon Burks plus 750, Brees Hall running back for the Jets plus 800, Christian Watson wide receiver for the Packers plus 850. Then you got the other wide receivers like Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and Jamison Williams all at plus 1000. So what's the competition there? I mean, the competition gives Burks an opportunity. And the Titans offense because it's not a great quarterback class. And the Titans offense has opportunity with four Burks. Now, does it have twelve hundred yards of opportunity? Because when's the last time a Titans pass catcher has had twelve hundred yards in a season? You gotta go way back. Not AJ, not Delaney, not Kendall, not Kendall, not Nate Washington. You gotta go back to like Drew Bennett, Derek Mason days. Yeah, Drew Bennett, right? Drew Bennett in when he had uh, Billy Volick in like 04, 05, when they just blew up for like half a season. So again, like it's been a long time since the Titans have had a 1,200-yard pass catcher. Rob says everyone's counting out Kyle Phillips. He can have just as good of a season as Burks. You don't want him to have just as good of a season as Burks. You want Burks to have a better season. You have to have Burks to have a better season. Look, Rob, I'm high on Kyle Phillips. I think just like the next guy, I feel like he could come in and be be what they have not been able to find over the last several years, right? Um, but you need Burks to be that number one guy. You don't need him to absolutely have to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. But oh. I think what you've told me, Austin, with all of these numbers and the draft class is... So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah, there's a chance because AJ had just over a thousand his rookie year in 16 games, and he was a finalist for rookie of the year, and he lost out to Kyler Murray. I don't think there's a Kyler Murray in this class. 
Well, no, because look at the three quarterbacks. You have Kenny Pickett, you've got Desmond Ritter, and you have Malik Willis. Malik Willis ain't playing. At least that's not the plan. So Desmond Ritter ain't playing. At least that's not the plan. Honestly, going into Steelers camp, look, I I pay attention to the NFL. I'm an NFL guy, not just a Titans guy. Mr. Biskey is the starting quarterback heading into camp. Right. uh, I mentioned Kenny Pickett's odds are plus 500. Kyler Murray's odds that year were plus 150. I mean, he was such a heavy favorite to win the rookie of the year going into the season. But again, it shows you like Percy Harvin was plus 1,200. Odell was plus 2,500. And Jamar Chase was plus 1,800 last year. And so long odds guys can win offensive rookie of the year. It's actually happened quite a bit over the last several years. I'll pull it up uh, to kind of go through the specifics you of could, this. So here would be my strategy real quick. I think I would bet put $50 a piece on who are the three top wide receivers. Well, I guess you have the running back for the Jets. Well, so if you want to go top wide receivers, you've got um, Burks. Uh, we got London plus 700. Burks at plus 750. Uh, Christian Watson with the Packers, better team, right? At plus 850. And then Wilson, Alave, and Williamson, Williams are plus 1,000. And then Sky Moore comes in there. Jalen Tolbert, Jahan Dotson are a lot later on with their odds. So there's a so lot of wide receivers up there this season. You take the top four. This would be my betting strategy. If Burke, you take the top four, you spend $200. 50, 50, 50, 50. So there's, right, there's 200. If Burks wins, who has some of the best odds of wide receivers, you're going to win 3500 bucks. And if another wide receiver hits, now you're, I mean, I think that I think those that math's wrong. Why? Plus seven fifty, and fifty dollars is not win you thirty five hundred. I think it's three hundred fifty. Three seventy five. So yeah, yeah, I I my calculator I math on air. <laughs> yeah, blame the phone. But but okay. But your point is. The, the you, probability of a wide receiver winning this year's Offensive Rookie of the Year is very high. It's probably the highest it's been since the Johnny Manziel draft, right? Let's see. I've got, um, I mean, it, the highest in a long time. The highest since Percy Harvin, probably. And last year, we talked about it with all of the wide receivers and not talented quarterbacks. Besides Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, you had to bet on just to kind of hedge, mm-hmm. but, but the, you know, look, there are guys that come out of nowhere because, you know, somebody just said Brees Hall, uh, is the only, um, you know, running back in the mix here, unless somebody comes out of nowhere, Alvin Kamara was plus 5,000 rookie of the year, right? Uh, Justin Herbert, crazy enough was plus 3,000 because everybody expected it to be Joe Burrow. Uh, Todd Gurley was plus 1350. So uh, Percy Harvin, I mentioned plus 1200 Odell was plus 2,500. So there's been some longer odds guys that have won rookie of the year, but Traylon Burks at plus 750 is not a bad bet because of the opportunity. Cause there three things have to happen for a player to win offensive rookie of the year, either play quarterback, running back or wide receiver. Those that's one thing Two, you have to have the statistical opportunity to put up numbers Burks has that three, your team can't suck. And Burks has that the Titans don't suck. 
The Jets probably will. So Garrett Wilson might have a great year, but if they're four and 13, who gives a damn? Same thing happens with Jamison Williams in Detroit. Plus, does he have the ability to play enough games because of his injury, right? And so then you've got Chris Olave, I think is a really good bet with New Orleans because Jamison is going to sling it around. And so that's somebody that you're going up against. Drake London, bad team. The Falcons aren't going to be in the playoffs or anywhere close to the wild card race. So is Drake London going to win rookie of the year? And Mariota struggles twelve team throwing to the ball, throwing the ball to number one guys. Yeah, and so I, I think that's kind of and Brees Hall, same thing with Garrett Wilson. So I think Traylon Burks is a good bet, but I don't think he's going to get twelve hundred yards. But with AJ, AJ got just over a thousand, and he was in that conversation. And there's no Kyler Murray here. So now we all set that table. What percentage chance? does Traylon Burks have of winning Offensive Rookie of the Year? What percentage chance does Traylon Burks have of winning Offensive Rookie of the Year? But Zach, real quick, Wilson County Hyundai. I'll be honest, Austin. My I had my number. I'll tell you both of my numbers. I had my number before you spoke and told me all the information, and my number is different now. Uh, so good question. In the chat, what's your percentage? Uh, I'd love to know that. I'd also love to know you need a new car and if you need a new car there's only one place to go and that's wilson county hyundai wilsoncountyhyundai.com is where to go to look at your inventory whether it's the sonata whether it is the palisade they have what you are looking for you can test drive one today quick trip down i-40 exit 236 it's that simple and they are family owned and operated pain bone is a great friend of the show will hook you up with a great ride if you are looking for a new car Look at the Hyundai. Fuel efficient. That's a big part of what they have to offer. And fuel efficiency is uh, very important nowadays. They also have the Ionic that they can order for you that is battery powered. Visit WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Don't forget, do it today. That's download the BetMGM app with code ATOZ200. You place a $10 Moneyline wager on any Major League Baseball game today, and you're going to get 200 bucks when a single home run is hit in that game. It's super easy. You go to your app store, your Google Play, whatever, wherever you get your apps. You download BetMGM. You sign up using ATOZ200. You make your first deposit. Then a $10 Moneyline wager on any baseball game today unlocks that 200 bucks when a single home run is hit with the BetMGM app. So we're asking everybody, uh, what percentage chance does Traylon Burks have of winning NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year after going through all the data that we had uh, over the last several minutes. Zach, you said you had two numbers, and I'm curious to see what those are going to be, but what's the chat saying right now? So kind of all over the place, uh, but do have a lot of numbers. Mark Jones says 33%, 50 from Omar, 24 from Eric, 18 from Titans Kyle. Luman says 98.77. Paul Thames <laughs> says 12.5. 0% chance, no chance in hell from Brent Woods. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, Eric says 40%, 17 from Bobby, 8.498 from Stephen King, 5% from Big Ten Jeff. I just don't believe in him like other wide receivers. He believes that they're better. Jameson says 60%, which is, I think, awfully high. I'm up to 5 to 10 from Billy Jones, 80% from Matt Drew, 49% from Jarvis, 15%. From Hot Doobie, Teddy Wap says 60%. Brock goes with 18. Nav 454 with 5. G-Man, 
25. Brent with 10. Danny says 25. Derek with 30. Dave is a 50-50 shot, which I think is a little high. Yeah. Matt Drew really believes in Burks with 70 to 80. Mark D goes 1.3. JR with 20. Damon, uh, implied odds are about 11 to 12%. And that's what I was going to say. So this is kind of a trick question because plus 750 means seven and a half to one, which gives you a percentage of 12 and a half (laughs) percent. So that's what plus 750 means that he has a 12 and a half percent chance of winning rookie of the year, according to BetMGM and other sports books. So I was at 1.6% before you spoke. (laughs) That was going to be my number. And I think it's increased to 6%. I'll go 6.25%. So I'll split the 12 uh, and a half percentage that you said. So my final percentage is, I think he has a 6.25% chance to win rookie of the year basing off of his slow start, right? Right? He did not start this whole thing very well. No. We do have a good report from Diana Rossini, which gives us hope, but reports right. are reports. Action is action. I think it helps him with his competition, but I think his offense hurts him. I think the style of football the Titans play hurts him. And availability i still don't 100 percent believe that he's going to be available or that he won't have an asthma deal or he'll i still don't think that in my gut i still think something's going to occur so 6.25 percent okay i'm gonna go higher i'm gonna say 10 percent. if i were to bet then i would say 10 percent chance Traylon burks wins it 10 percent chance christian watson 10 percent chance chris alave and I'm going to put another 10% on Sky Moore of the Chiefs, who's plus 1,100. So I, if I put 10% on those four wide receivers, now I'm at 40. So that's, and then I think, you know, there's other percentage. Jalen Tolbert with the Cowboys is not a bad bet. James Cook uh, with the Bills, not a bad bet either because of good teams. Then you've got, you know, Garrett Wilson's going to be a good player. Jamison Williams is a good player. Brees Hall is a good player. And Drake London is too. So, but I'm, I say one of those four wide receivers, 40% chance of winning. So I'm going to, I'm going to roll with Traylon Burks, a 10% chance of winning rookie of the year, which I, I think that's solid. And I think Traylon Burks can do it. I think he's got to go over a thousand yards. He has to have impactful plays late in the season, right? You've got to have. Everybody jokes about, oh, there's the Heisman moment. It's does Traylon Burks have an offensive rookie of the year moment in December uh, where he helps the Titans win a game uh, on the road or at home against the Cowboys on Thursday night, uh, right? There's a way, there's a, he needs to have some of those impactful moments on top of really solid production, scoring points, and the Titans winning the AFC South. Here's the one thing that I don't think that you took in account. I think your 10% needs to be lower because can he play all 17 games? I think that the likeliness of him playing all 17 games is low. We just don't know. We haven't seen him do it. Now he's starting behind the eight ball with some of his conditioning stuff and injuries happen, right? So I think you've got to kind of take into that account. I think that's why I'm at 6.25. But if he had been stellar 
Austin, when you watched him in minicamp and OTAs, didn't have a problem, was there, was leading, was that have it would be so much higher, but he was the complete polar opposite of that. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. I get that. And uh Danny says, so based off of your two scores, would you two place a bet? I wouldn't. I I I wouldn't place a singular bet for Traylon Burks to win rookie of the year. Uh, maybe when BetMGM gives me my $10 money Mondays, uh, maybe I would do something like that for a $10 free bet, but I would, I would include Traylon Burks Burks in an offensive rookie of the year, like pool that I created. Like you said, like you said, 200 bucks, $50 per, for four guys can guarantee you, uh, X profit. If one of those four wins, I would include Traylon Burks in something like that. It could possibly double your money. Yeah. Or, I mean, there's always obviously a possibility of losing, but right. But, but I do know that more often than not people with shorter odds, the, the closer to the top of the favorites win rookie of the year. Like I mentioned, Kyler Murray, Saquon Barkley were under plus 200. Dak was a plus 900 guy. Eddie Lacy plus 800. RG3 and Cam Newton were plus 400. Sam Bradford was plus 500. So the majority of them come with those shorter odds, but you've got Kamara, Herbert, Chase, Odell, that were all plus 1,800 or longer who have done it in the last, I guess, 12, 13 years. Well, and Brent brings up a good comment on Facebook that that Bobby was commenting on. He says, even in 17 games, there's going to be several games where Henry takes control of the game and Burks doesn't even touch the ball that much. And Bobby comments from that comment says that happened uh, uh, to A.J. Brown last year several times. It happened to everybody. It's really at time. Corey Davis, disappear, Alakazam. I mean, you've seen that with this offense and big wide receivers quite a bit where it's a disappearing act. It's no, we're not talking about 55 yards. We're talking about like 13 and you blink, but they won the football game and they won the football game because Derrick Henry had 175. Yeah. Or like the Jags games where they win 20 to nothing and it's a snooze fest for the second half. Right. So um, yeah, there, there's, there's situations like that. All right, Zach, let's go ahead and wrap up this Monday with a, would you rather you said it's shark week. So you have a, would you rather shark themed question today so hit us with it all right would you rather and look i love shark week i truly do and i i i, tr I struggled to come up with this i actually learned a lot about shark attacks versus other things that kill people there are more you know deaths by coconut falling on one person's head and jellyfish than there are deaths by shark attacks but these, these two are very close as far as the death rate, and that is great white shark or shark in general versus crocodile. Would you rather survive a shark attack or survive an alligator slash crocodile? I, you can, I kind of think of them one of the same. Survive a crocodile slash alligator attack so you have to pick one would you rather survive so you know the probability of a limb being pulled off is very high so you I mean you're you know it's going to be bad so you actually have to think about the action I think there's some levels to this 
So it's shark or crocodile slash alligator. Both are, you know, animals that thrive on blood. They're thirsty. Also, I mean, you, you have to think about ocean versus where you would get attacked by a croc. More crocs involved, more sharks involved. I mean, this has some layers to it. Would you rather survive a shark attack or survive an alligator slash crocodile attack? And survive is the key word. You're not dying, right? So you're going to have to live with the pain and suffering and mental impact on the other side. So the first comment I saw was Orlando saying shark attack would give me a cooler story. And then honky tonk says shark. You're not surviving a croc attack. Well, that again, we're implying the survival. Uh, so in death rate sharks are slightly more at 5%. Crocodiles are like 4.3 survive like death. Death. What does that, what does that mean? It means that only 5% of people who encounter sharks die. Yeah. And 4.3 with crocodiles. Really? People get bit by like lemon sharks and have I guess, guy got his pinky cut off, right? He didn't die. I don't know if you saw that viral. I guess video. there's just a bunch of different types of sharks that are all lumped together. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I knew this guy was a really great golfer and, and later became a golf instructor. He lost his hand. <laughs> I think I've heard. I think I've he heard lost his hand guy. because of an alligator and it was never the same. Uh, God, I don't know. I mean, what's that the was before the, the prosthetics had really <laughs> yeah. surfaced <laughs> technologically. Uh, so what's, what's the chat saying? Well, I think on this. Okay. Oh, this is good. I finally, <laughs> I finally got Austin thinking these, this, these are tough. Uh, Lucas just says, I can't swim. Uh, how about neither? You're not playing the game. Hoggy Dog says, shark, you're not surviving a crocodile, as you, you mentioned. Uh, Hot Do Doobie says, I'd rather die. Shark is a way better story. Shark, I'm a croc hater from G-Man. Gator from Biller, Billy. Maybe maybe it's Gator Billy. Gator Billy Jones from this point on, because Billy watches the show quite a bit. Crocodile <laughs> Rock from Lou Man. Shark Attack, I guess. Uh, just surviving is good with me. Crocs grab and roll. Jeff brings that part up. Bobby says shark attack. There's a good chance the shark would bite and let go. Alligator is going to chomp and tear you down. Also, here's what I also think of the PTSD in this situation because I can avoid oceans more often than I can avoid where crocodiles are. It's you know what I'm saying. It's easy to avoid an ocean. You just don't go to the beach, but crocodiles. But that's a huge are, factor of one's life. You're totally. never going to take your your kids to the beach. I understand that, but you're not going to take them to the swampland. Yeah, but I actually was... thought the opposite about that. What you just said, because beaches like, could... is more impactful in my my yeah, life. Exactly. Later, you could be in inland Florida, just minding your own damn business, playing golf, and then a crocodile comes out of that pond over there. Austin, the likeliness of me and being in inland Florida is unlikely. The likeliness of me being on a beach is likely. But you can go to the beach. You just don't have to get in the water. You can still enjoy the beach without getting in the water. Also, you have this. The crocodile, and this is, I mean, he will mangle your limb, right? The roll, it's the death roll. 
but you're surviving. So we know that, but like a shark blood is in the water. And I think the psyche of more sharks coming because you're in a place that you are, that is unnatural being in the ocean. Now you have another fear of more sharks coming. You're ultimately going to survive, but more sharks coming to, to hunt you down. Yeah. So I had a, uh, my grandparents back in the like late and early two thousands had a house in Florida on a golf course. And we would go down there for like a week at time, whatever. <clears throat> and there was a pond behind the house. And so early on, my brother and I would, we got floating golf balls. So we practice our chipping in that pond. Like the second year we were at, we were down there. There's like two crocodiles just like sunbathing on the bank of that pond. And we were like oh. alligators, but whatever. And we're like, oh, cool. okay, same thing. Uh, but uh, then I had a nightmare that I was in the bedroom of that house and there was a crocodile or an alligator walking around the floor of the house. So part of me PTSD. says, I, I mean, it's a, I mean, <clears throat> and I was like 12, 10, something like that. Uh, part of me says, I think rather survive the shark attack because I can avoid that situation recurring again and keep myself out of the deep blue rather than like alligators or crocodiles being wherever they are. So mine comes also with the nature of hey, hold on. Orlando says no alligators and crocs aren't the same thing. I know that I was being s- silly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and crocs. <laughs> I mean, I'm fascinated by both of them. This is like, that is something that I, I, I just, I'm drawn to. I have to go crocodile. Both is going to be terrible. But as we kind of talked about, having PTSD on the beach sucks. I love the beach. I love the ocean. I love the water. The opportunity of the rest of my life being in and around the ocean is very high. The opportunity of me being in Florida in the inland swamps, very low. Very low. So I'm not going to be worried about Lake Placid, right? So uh, both are terrible, but I I think I go opposite. I I go alligator or croc. I do want to say, I hope this never happens to anybody in this chat. It was just because of Shark Week. There is no karma, karma, knock on wood, but I think that's my final answer. Donald's rule number one don't swim in any water you can't see the bottom of. (laughs) That's Donald's rule. That's tough. It's tough if you want to go to a lake. Also, like snapping turtles, like the idea of snapping turtles being in lakes freaks me out. Like if I'm skiing at a lake, as soon as I drop in the water and I fall and that boat's going and circle back to get me, I'm like, come on, guys. I don't think about that. I do. I immediately think. I probably just fell off into a snapping turtle's nest and my toe is going to get snapped. And that's just, I don't know. It's never happened to me. It's just, the See, I think thing. that when you like, or you're in the ocean and you just think a shark is going to come in. I mean, that's the fear of jaws. Right. So I think that that no. kind of goes to like, both being, of our in, being in the lake by yourself after like falling off of a ski, like a ski boat and just, Sitting there, and you can't see anything because there's but so nothing's much. Nothing's gonna feces. come get you. I, you know, I don't know. I can't see anything. I can't see. Like I can at least know that I'm waist deep in the ocean and can see stuff around me. <laughs> <clears throat> Plus, I think with sharks, 
it's probably, you know, I, from what I have heard and read and seen, you know, it's easier to get a shark to stop than probably a, a croc or an alligator to, just to release. It's true. Yeah. Snakes. Swimming in the lake. Yeah, I, I, that doesn't cross my mind. Uh, it does mine. Does mine. All right, guys. Hope everybody enjoyed this Monday show. Look, big week. We're training camp coming up. So you guys have to, you absolutely got to subscribe to our YouTube channel right here, A to Z Sports Nashville. If you're not already, do it. Turn your notifications on. We're going to have starting Wednesday practice highlights all over our YouTube channel. So make sure you're not missing that. Buck Rising live tonight, A to Z Sports Primetime as well at 8 p.m. Central Time. And we've got some announcements uh, later on this week on Wednesday as well. An announcement for A to Z Sports and our Titans coverage as well. So we'll talk to you guys then. Have a great rest of your Monday. See you tomorrow. Adios.